Hello and welcome to B-Side, where we revisit business world stories. In this episode, arts and leisure reporter Jarlene B. Chua talks with Film Development Council of the Philippines Chairman and CEO Mary Lisa Dino about the continued efforts of the council to address the current issues of the Philippine film industry. These issues include audience development via local film festivals and policies to safeguard film workers in the wake of the death of actor Eddie Garcia last year. Ms. Dino also looks back on her first three years as the FDCP chair and considers the final three years of her term. Hello, Sherliza. Hi, Sherlene. We're here to talk about the film festivals in the country, audience building, the policies of the Film Development Council, and your legacy. As the FDCP chair. (laughs) I'll start with the film festivals in the country. Mm -hmm. I've always believed that the film festivals in the Philippines have really helped in gathering our audience. Because, you know, in a commercial industry, space is always an issue in terms of Hollywood films versus the local films. And in other countries, these local films are always struggling to find space. Because of the many film festivals that have already been organized even before and talagang sa walang sawang paggawa ng paraan ng mga producers natin, ng filmmakers natin, ng lugar para magkaroon ng opportunity para makapanood ng Filipino films, we have gathered a good amount of audience and supporters of Philippine cinema. Yes, it may seem so small. Right now, we are 29% support. But you go to countries like Singapore that only has 5%. Malaysia and Thailand na 15 to 20%. Mexico that already has a very strong Spanish cinema that only has an 8% local share. It means that talagang dominated talaga ng Hollywood films ang mga iba't ibang industriya. So, uh, having said that, uh, we're actually really doing well. We can do more. The aspiration, the goal is for us to you know, hopefully be like Korea at 55%, which is talagang unprecedented yon. Korean films have a bigger share of the pie versus the Hollywood films. But it was also because of the policies that they've already placed, even before yung mga protectionist policies nila really helped in cultivating this support for Korean films. So with us, hindi man natin siya nakita as that, all of these film festivals that have been organized and are continuing to become a platform for Filipino films created that kind of protectionist policy din eh. Kasi you're saying that you only watch Filipino films for this, for a, a certain period of time. And I hope that this continues because yung habit na ganito, nagiging sanay talaga mga Pilipino na manood ng pelikula pag merong ganitong klaseng festival. And with now... MMFF Summer Film Festival, and then of course the PPP and the MMFF in December, I can just only see a lot of positive things happening because of it. So let me reiterate, like 70 to 30%, 70% are for foreign films and 30% are for local films. That's what you're talking about. When yes, 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 yes. Uh, actually, pagdating sa foreign films natin, mas Hollywood. Even European cinema don't really take up commercial space here. It's always seen in art house cinemas, alternative through foreign film festivals here. Even Asian films, if it's not a Korean film or Indonesian film, you rarely see these films in commercial theaters. So talagang Hollywood pa rin talagang nag-dominate sa atin. 
So we were talking about earlier about audience building and how cinemas bring in people. But how many Filipinos do actually go to cinemas? Hmm. It's really hard to quantify that because we really lack data here in the country. And it's one of the challenges of FDCP, to be honest. But if I'm going to base it on cinema admissions, in the last two years, it's been very consistent, around 52.5 million admission tickets, meaning ang nanood ng pelikula. In terms of unique audiences, these are just data that I'm gathering from exhibitors. We have 10 million unique audiences, meaning in that one year that we have been showcasing films, you know, these 10 million people, people are the ones that are always watching films. I hope that grows because with 106 million population in the country, we have so much more potential of growing this number and growing this audience. Okay, so please compare that number, that 10 million unique cinema goers to say more developed film industries like say South Korea. Oh, wow. They say, well, actually, according to studies, each Korean watches around four films a year. So you have 55 million Koreans in, in South Korea with a 217 million admissions in 2018. Ang laki ng difference niya, di ba, sa, sa Philippines. And it's all because there's so much state support that's given to the Korean cinema industry. COFIC, the Korean Film Council, which is the counterpart of Film Development Council of the Philippines, this year has $100 million in budget. In terms of film fund, support from development to exhibition, promotion, everything. You're talking about 5 billion pesos that they can give to support the film industry in its many sectors and its many platforms. So tayo, 204 million pesos. <laughs> Ang pera natin, yung pwede nating magastos for our support programs. But despite that, we have partnered with them in terms of providing us technical support. So, maliit na maliit na scale compared to COFIC, but we have adopted their programs of support, their mechanisms of support. So, in, in our own little way, we're able to provide different kinds of support sa ating mga filmmakers. From the regions to the local to those who are aspiring to go international and those that just wants to stay local. Okay, so going from that, like let's talk about how important a tracking system is because you've said how hard it is to get the data, the ticketing, the people going in. Like I understand last year you introduced Boost, mm -hmm. which is your box office ticketing Yes. System, uh -oh. which, which you said that you already have the budget for last yes, year. Yes, yes. So actually, ngayon na ginagawa yung pinaka system, we have an expert from South Korea coming here in March. So Boost is the box office online system and tracker. So Boost system. It is our box office system that allows us to understand and know real box office numbers sa ating industriya. So, meron ito ang iba't ibang bansa. Like, the US has Rentrack, they have Comscore, South Korea has Cobis. Why is it important? When you talk about landscape of the Philippine film industry, that is how you can get international or even local investors in. They have to know how can they invest, whether in films, whether in other industries, whether in the different sectors. So, kung meron tayong 
blueprint na kung magkano'ng kinikita ng mga pelikula natin dito, ano ang kumikitang pelikula, anong genre ang tinatangkilik ng Filipino audiences, it's easier for them to identify sa ang pelikula sila mag invest And that's how you start creating bigger budgets, having better quality in terms of production value. That's how you understand which region is actually watching a particular kind of film. So this is going to be a breakthrough system and tool for us to understand better. Like, how can we encourage the industry to understand the business behind making films? And you can get data as fast as 15 minutes, Yes, right? yes, yes, because it's going to be attached to the systems of the exhibitors. They're going to be pushing out data. So, it's like, pag lumabas siya sa cinemas, you know already which one is making how much money. At saka, it's gonna be a lot easier also for our government to know na, ah, okay, so this is how much the Philippine film industry is making. Then I'm gonna give you much more support. Kasi right now, syempre, unfortunately, pag when you talk about culture, I know it's so sad, but syempre, laging na-equate siya sa expense. Kasi parang it's all intangible investment to our heritage. So at least with this one, they see the economic value. How can we become an economic contributor? to the country's GDP. Yon, di ba? Napaka-gobyerno nung <laughs> So when will we see this up and running? Um, this year, actually, we've finalized the bidding. The system is already being created. We have consultants coming in to look into the program. Of course, the policies and the law that would allow us to already launch this. But we're very positive. Sana before the end of the year. Hopefully by July. In time for PPP at least. Can be our test run for this year. Yeah. We were talking about how film festivals generate audiences. Would you say that Filipinos only come to the cinemas when there's events, there's film festivals, there are box office draws? It helps. These event-driven opportunities to watch films really help in gathering the audience, especially in the age of streaming where you know the films are available on your phone. You have so many platforms from local platforms like iWant to iFlix, Hook, Netflix. You know, it's so convenient to watch and consume films in these platforms. But these festivals curate a certain kind of experience. You know, this curation engages and creates this experience for the audience that they will never have if they just watch it on the phone. So, I hope na itong mga ganitong festivals talaga, tuloy-tuloy pa rin na bigyan ng support. So we so, don't have too much festivals. We have PPP, we have MMFF, we have Q Cinema, we have Cine Filipino, we have so many festivals. So it's not too much. You know, in other countries, there are actually around 350 film festivals. Like you go to Japan, ang dami nilang film festivals. What I feel that we need is to just always aspire for diversity. Diba? That they will not just watch one-note films or films that, you know, just represent a certain kind of genre. Every time we do a festival, you always think about positioning. Like, anong mapapanood ko dito na hindi din mapapanood sa ibang mga festival? Like, anong meron ng Q Cinema na wala sa Cinema One? Na wala sa Sinag Maynila? Na wala sa To Farm? You know what I mean? So, If we continuously challenge ourselves to always come up with something 
thematic or something that's very unique and different. Like, there are fantastic film festivals just featuring action, genre, sci-fi films. That would be very interesting for us to have, like, those different kinds of, of representation of what cinema is about in the country. So we need more diversity. Yeah, uh-oh. Documentaries ngayon, may daang docu, diba? So that's another facet. Kasi a lot of people don't know that we have amazing documentary filmmakers here that are really going abroad, representing our films in various festivals as well. And they're bringing home the oldest documentaries. Yes, yes. I heard na with BFI, they were able to create that partnership. From film festivals, let's move on to policies. We were talking about support. Like, of course, boost is a kind of support. Incentives are a kind of support. But can we talk more about the incentives you're giving? I know last year was a tumultuous year for you. Like, Very. amusement taxes. You're not allowed to collect it anymore. So, how big of a blow is it? And how are you compensating for that? Since you have a very aggressive incentive program. Yeah. Well, the CEB system is, I could say, the closest thing that you can ever get to getting state support for funding. And nakakalungkot nga na nagkaroon ng ruling na unconstitutional siya because ginamit natin yung amusement tax. I'm just happy that the Congress recognizes this gap now na parang, okay, so what are we going to do? It doesn't mean to say that just because it was deemed unconstitutional and the local government wants to have full autonomy of this amusement tax, we can't give an alternative to our Filipino filmmakers. So it just challenges me and FDCP to look for more opportunities to source out funding from somewhere, whether it is from UK, kasi di ba from lottery nila kinukuha yung film fund nila, or just give tax breaks to our film makers kasi yung mga producers natin, heavily taxed talagang film industry. So, when you talk about policies, we're talking about initiatives now that will benefit all. It will benefit the rest of the industry, hindi siya selected filmmakers or a group of filmmakers, which is not bad. I mean, the first three years of FDCP has been about programs, you know, catering to the different sectors, but ito talaga yung next three years namin sobrang crucial. Kaya itong mga policy initiatives namin, supporting the Congress with their bill proposals, I think ito na yung sinasabi mong possible na sana ma-leave ng FDCP in terms of legacy. Yeah. Is the Congress filing bills like to support your incentives? Like yes. to get funds from other places? Yes. We just had a meeting with the Committee on Public Information led by Congressman Salo and when we presented what FDCP's accomplishments, talagang napaka-excited nila. How can we further support? I mean, why are you given just this much budget? Like, mga ganun sila. So, nakakatawa kasi finally, they're really looking at our industry as a legitimate industry. Hindi lang tayo pang patawa, pang paiyak. You know, we can actually contribute. It's a sector that can have a lot of potential. Mm. Like, for reference, how much budget do you have right now? So, ang budget namin, nag-start kami when I came in here at 120 million. Ngayon, nasa 250 kami because we have the Film Philippines Fund, which was given to me this year. It's an economic fund that drives foreign productions to shoot in the Philippines. We can give a 20% cash rebate. If you work with a line production company here, and then we also have the International Co-Production Fund, 
which supports Filipino filmmakers, producers, engaging in an international co-production with another country. Mm-hmm. So, there are a lot of filmmakers na Or do you have like a sense of how much budget you would like to have? Ang sarap isipin ng 5 billion actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can you imagine how much we can elevate the quality of filmmaking here because there's public support. I think naniniwala ako na ang mga producers naman natin gusto naman nilang iangat ang antas ng paggawa ng pelikula dito from production values of visual, sound, technicals to the state of film workers and their conditions. But laging budget, laging pera yung usapan. So, the government would say, okay, 50%, 20 million, 50 million, so that we can elevate this project into something else, you know. The opportunities are limitless, and, and it will definitely take us to a place where our cinema is not just going to be seen as something that's just domestically appreciated, but can really travel, can really be uh, consumed in different territories. Mm-hmm. Sana. <laughs> Sana. Yeah. You, you talked about film workers and you talk about legitimizing the industry. You know, again, 2019 has uh-huh. been a year. For your information, we're celebrating the 100 years of Philippine cinema. Yes. And we have been for years. <laughs> yeah. And 2019 is a year. Yes. Yeah, yes. We have had a lot of issues in 2019 mm-hmm. and overarching is probably the death of mm-hmm. Sir Eddie Garcia, mm-hmm. which actually gave birth to a bill about basically safety of workers in the audiovisual industry. Yes. And you were crying sa Film Ambassadors <laughs> Night about policies. Before I started in FDCP, I'm an actress first, right? And when I came to FDCP, it was the only thing that I wanted. Like, alam mo yun, syempre you have simple, parang meron ka lang, I don't know the scope of what I'm going to do as FDCP chair, but I know that dala-dala ko yun. If there's one thing na hindi ko iiwanan, it's that makagawa ng policy para sa mga workers. Kasi being an actress, an independent actress, obscure, best friend at hindi bida, working actress, you know, I'm one of those recipients of this bill, you know, of this dream to legitimize the industry, upgrade our working conditions. So for me to see that, like really happening and abot kamay mo siya, napirmahan siya, I mean, hindi ako makapaniwala kasi yun din yung first year ko pa lang. As in, tara, gawin na natin yan. Alam mo yung parang, kala mo excited ka, idealistic ka, kala mo kaya mong gawin lahat. But it was the hardest. It was the hardest to lobby for. It was the hardest to work on because I need to engage with outside entities and institutions. Lahat ng FDCP programs, ang bilis. O sige, bukas nandiyan na, you know, tara, gawin na natin siya. Pero ito talaga, I have to wait on Congress, I have to wait on Dole, I have to wait on the workers, I have to understand their personal issues. There's so many intricacies on how you can get everyone to work together. So, and it took the death of yes, such a prominent actor. Yes, and it's sad. Pero parang ngayon, ito na yun. It's time. This is the perfect time. I can't see any perfect opportunity to lobby for this, to push for this, and to finally achieve this. So, you have a yeah. bill by... Mikey Romero, yes. currently, it's still is a bill. Have they heard it? Yes, nasa subcommittee na kami. Mm-hmm. So for it to move like that, parang wow, that's progress. They promised us that by September 11, the official closing, finally, magkasasara na itong 100-year celebration, 
pinipirmahan na daw ni President Duterte. So, I mean, I leave it to their hands, but I will be, you know, FDCP is at their disposal 24-7 yeah. for this. But you're not just relying on that bit. I heard you were signing something with the Department of Labor and Employment. Yes. Ito policy na to na, yun nga, from, ito yung sinasabi kong I was working on since I came in. Pero ang dami talagang mga challenges. But last February 7, Secretary Bello finally signed it. This is really their bill. I mean, FDCP just put together all the inputs that they would need because they don't really know our industry that much. So kami lang yung nag-supply ng gaps, fill in the blanks, ganyan, and get the industry support. So ngayon, ito na siya. But what is the memorandum or the policy about? So the policy is about creating guidelines for the working conditions of the audiovisual workers and standards in the occupational safety and health for the workers in production. So karamihan sa atin, kanya-kanya tayo ng sistema. When you talk about first aid, when you talk about safety officer, anong training yung tama, di ba? When you talk about How do you work at heights? Ano, panong stunt planning? Panong pyrotechnics? And there's so many things and hazards that happens on the set. Pag wala kang standards doon, you're really prone to accidents. You know, what happened to Tito Eddie was, could have been prevented had this been in place. So ito yung umpisa doon. This is the policy that will institutionalize creating safe working conditions and a better environment for all production okay. So basically what we're saying is this policy is probably a blueprint of succeeding policies to standardize what's happening. Yes, and hopefully the blueprint that our Congress will use as they institutionalize and turn this bill into a law. What was the reaction of the production companies? Of course, lahat may fear. As with any change, no? And yung, naku, magsasara na yung mga kumpanya namin. Naku, hindi na, hindi na namin kaya. I mean, of course, you understand that. But if there's one thing that I hope they felt about what FDCP is doing, it's not forcing it on them. It's understanding the status quo and coming up with transitionary measures para marating natin yung end goal. Mm-hmm. So, hindi naman din natin pwedeng baguhin overnight yung nakasanayan na for 100 years, di ba? So, nakita nila yon kahapon I had a meeting with them and it was very fruitful. I was pleasantly surprised kasi I was expecting the worst eh. Pero, ano sila? Liza, ano ba yan? Ano naman? Kawawa naman kami. Hindi na nga kami kumikita sa film. Yun yung ganun sila. But, they see the value. They see that, alam mo, ano din talaga? Kasi talagang alam naman nila, maaalagaan lalo yung mga workers. What specifically, what does this include? Does this include like a limit on the time spent working, on your contracts, on how much you're paid? Yes. Well, number one is the no contract, no work. So meaning, everybody is mandated to have contracts with any film worker. Meron kaming template niyan sa website. So kahit pa isang araw yan, dalawang araw, Pirmahan mo, magkano yung binayad sa'yo? It's a simple, your name, magkano binayad sa'yo, anong, anong role mo, and then pirma ng producer. Kasi mahirap, wala kang pinangahawakan. So yon nag-gets naman nila yun. And for the workers, yung ating mga staff, yung mga nasa technical crew, sila yung mga workers, sila yung mga parang merong employee-employee relationship na nasa-establish. They are part of the labor standards of the Labor Code of the Philippines, meaning they are entitled to overtime. 
if they go beyond eight hours. So we've identified the working hours of up to 16 hours, but after eight hours, you have to be paid overtime. Meron din silang access to social benefits. Meron din silang insurance. They have to have holiday pay kung maggagawa tayo ng film during a holiday or a weekend. So, ito yung mga bagay na never na-imagine ng mga crew natin, yung mga talagang working staff na ma-achieve nila. And finally, it's here. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for reference, how many film workers do you have? Sa alam namin, ha, kasi ito yung mga ginagawa namin research. So, sa mga 50,000 yung workers Just natin. Just Because right now, you know, you own 11,000 pa lang sa ABS and then probably another 11 or itong networks pa lang natin. Doon pa lang, paano pa yung mga film industry. But we're continuing to track kasi production pa lang to eh. Filmmaking is not just production but may post, may exhibition, distribution. Lahat yan kasama sa value chain. So, mas marami pa. That's just for film. Yes, that's just for film. Exactly. When you talk about audiovisual, lalaki siya. Kasama commercials, television, new media. Yeah, but you have a registry, right? A film yes. workers' yes, registry. Yes, yes, yes. How many have already signed up? Ako. Sa aming registry, nasa 2,000 pa lang. Talagang yung industry natin, hindi talaga sanay na being part of a particular association. Nagkaroon tayo ng guilds, pero yung guilds natin ngayon are also going through some kind of transition. So it's really a lot of, ano, nagsanay kasi ng kanya-kanya. So, the registry allows people to register as, as a, a film, film worker. worker. And yes. you, you give them benefits, right? Yes, oo. So meron kaming PhilHealth. SSS, pag-ibig kami nag-aasikaso ng mga application nila kung wala silang masasandalang production na magbibigay sa kanila noon. We also provide training, lahat ng mga workshops namin, and they are invited to our events. We also have different workshops in the different for the different sectors. Yan, the value that we can give. Yeah. And you've been doing this for two, three years? Two years, two yeah, years. two years. Uh-huh. And at that time, it was so groundbreaking. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was such an informal industry, this film industry we have. Yes, and finally ngayon, it's all coming together. You know, even film companies are now registered under the National Registry. So, halos lahat ng film companies natin under the National Film Registry, lahat yan sec-registered. So, the government is actually identifying all these sectors. So, it's growing. Even film organizations are now part of the National Registry. Regional and local film festivals. So, para siyang database talaga ng lahat ng buong industry. Yes. And it's a hundred years. Yes. Ito a hundred years. Yes. Is it too late? Or hundred years is a perfect time for it's, you to evolve? I always see it as a positive thing. I think what we should prepare for is what's going to happen in the next hundred years. I said the first hundred years has been about us, diba? Filipinos. Very insular. Tayo. Paano natin champion yung pelikula natin? I think the future of Philippine cinema is not just going to be about us, but who else can watch our films, our stories? How can we best represent Philippine cinema all over the world? So, in this global market, that's where we're going. We're going global. We're going regional. And our filmmakers are not just, you know, going to be making films for the local audience, but uh, working with other countries as well. Yeah, you're on your last three years. Yeah, so, I can't imagine. Uh, 
It's been three years. Yes, with all the work you've done, like, are you happy with how you're living at PCP three years from now? Um, I'm very critical of myself. Siguro ang gusto kong ayusin din yung internal structure namin. Kasi, you know, ang FDCP, para siyang hybrid agency. Meron nga kaming na-coin in the past strategic planning I've had with my staff. Ano kami? Kilos industriya, sistemang gobyerno. Ang hirap nun, kasi papasok dito from the industry, hindi sanay sa government process. May COA, may lahat. You're answerable to all these government agencies. Checking and double-checking your spending, everything. So ngayon, kung gobyerno naman papasok dito, hindi sila sanay na gabi yung events, pupunta kami sa mga premiere night. So finding those people that understand and embraces our agency, yon Gusto ko talagang maayos. Para yung susunod na uupo sa akin, upo na lang siya tapos, oh wow, game, tuloy yung programs, ganyan. Okay, so it's not only the industry you're formalizing, but also the Film Development Council. Of course, of, of course. Oh, oh. But one of your banner programs is the business side. Of filmmaking, mm-hmm. like you were one of the first who said, filmmaking is a business, and we have to make a market for it. Yes, that's what you're known for. Yes, siguro kasi nakita ko na even art house, even if you make this niche film, this films that are just for a specific market, it's still a business, and there's actually a thriving business, not necessarily in the Philippines but outside the Philippines. All the film festivals, it's an art house film industry. Films like Parasite. Handmaiden, all these Lady of a Portrait on Fire. I mean, these niche films, you're creating markets for it. So, bakit hindi sa Filipino films? So, understanding that, parang as you create, you need to understand the business side. So, kailangan lagi siyang nagmimarry. In terms of the industry, yeah, so yun yung kinreate namin track for the Film Development Council with our industry. But at the same time, you have your experimental cinema, regional cinema that doesn't necessarily are finding profit, you know, opportunities to make money, but still is our foundation of cinema. So, kailangan mong balansehin. Yan yung ginagawa And the past three years, we've seen more films going outside. Diba? Yes. Like for your efforts. Na yes, ano. So, kasi you said that the film industry is a global market. I think that's one of the most repeated sentences you've had. Yes. Diba? yes that yes. it is a global. Are we near to that goal that the Philippines has gone global after three years and now 100 years of cinema? A lot of our filmmakers now are understanding the importance of putting their films in the marketplace. So, through our film markets, HK Filmart, Cannes, parami ng parami yung mga distributors and producers who participate in So yes, I can say that even with the kind of films that we have now, there's a film that's coming out. I don't know when you're going to air this, but Motel Akasha and Untrue are coming out. Untrue is so good. Diba? <laughs> <laughs> so imagine, wow, these are the kind of narratives that are coming out now from our films. And these are commercial films that are finding audiences Locally, in commercial cinemas, it's not a film that will just travel in film festivals and it was so well made. Talking about mental health, diba? vis-a-vis Filipino film, parang nakaka-excite kasi they understand that, you know, they're so free now to make these kinds of narratives. You know, we have films that are already working with Netflix. Siyempre, alam mo, global agad yung approach mo dyan. So, Siguro kung meron akong personal na nararamdaman kong naiintindihan nila, 
it's through these projects. Block Z of Mikael and creating that track for the genre cinema. Alam niya na pagdating sa Asian film industry, talagang tingin sa atin, horror, action, all these films that are very Asian. Yun. So, for our listeners' information, Untrue is by Sigrid Andrea Bernardo. Yes. And it's a thriller, psychological, but really, it just messes you up. Yes. It's crazy. Okay, baliw po yung director nito. So. <laughs> and it's set in all, in all places, Georgia. Yes. And it was a perfect setting. Yeah. Diba? And I heard that they were supposed to shoot it in summer. Pero nung pagdating nila doon, naging winter. Pero naging perfect it's yung perfect. setting for the kind of narrative na ginawa niya. So, yeah. While Block Z is probably our first recent large-scale zombie movie. Yes, di ba? Okay, kind of like Contagion. Uh, oh, so grabe. Nakaka-proud sila. You know, it's just so humbling to see, you know, them just really pushing the boundaries of how we make our films. You know naman, 90% tayo romantic films. For these filmmakers to have that bravery na, sige, try ko to. I know I will not find many, many audiences, but I need to start it. And it has already started. So, so that kind of industry that more producers are taking chances. Yes, and more directors yes, are yes. finding their voices. Yes, yes. So 2020 is the year off for FDCP and the film industry is? Ha. Huh. Year of change and progressiveness. Yeah. But these are the changes you've parang tinanim mo na noong 2019-2018-2017. So would you say that this is the time where you're seeing all your efforts bearing fruit? Yes. Actually, ngayon pa lang nararamdaman na namin yung fruition ng international partnerships namin. So... We're just happy. FDCP won't be able to accomplish this if not for the trust of our stakeholders and the institutions we've reached out to. So I can only be grateful. And I'm excited. So I'm excited. Thank you so much. All the best for 2020. Thank you, Charlene. For yeah. always supporting lahat ng initiatives namin. Siguro na sa spam na kayo sa mga... <laughs> <laughs> We do appreciate it because we see what you're doing. Oh, thank you, I hope thank ganun you. pa yung energy mo until the end. Oo nga eh. <laughs> so, industry be nice to me. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. That concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Mary Lisa Dino, Film Development Council of the Philippines Chair and CEO, and Jarlene B. Chua, Arts and Leisure Reporter, talking about the Council's continued efforts to address the current issues of the Philippine film industry. This episode was recorded on February 18 at the FDCP office in Ermita, Manila. This is Sam El Marcelo. Thanks for listening.